This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. Listen, if you squirt, take it as a compliment. It was for everybody on the front row. Drink it up, bitches. <laughs> Drink it up. I'm, I'm bean flicking the Chicago scene right now. It started with a squirt. It ended with a squirt. It's so gross yet intriguing. Like, I'd be there it for is. that. I, I think we, we're, you're in the car. I'll get you a card. I think you should get a Latina card. Do you have a, a sorbete like, or instro? I'm telling you. <laughs> Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's I Love Funny Women podcast. I am Dina Nina Martinez, and you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Dina Nina Martinez. And you can follow I Love Funny Women on all the socials at I Love Funny Women. Now let's get into the news. Last week, Texas froze. Around 2 million homes were out of power and many buildings had pipe bursts, flooding apartments. It was terrible. Governor Greg Abbott asked for an investigation into why the Texas power infrastructure wasn't up to scratch. Oh, I don't know. Faulty policies? Lack of prioritizing power grid updates? You, maybe? (laughs) Greg Abbott is like the dude who reverses into a parked vehicle and then blames the city council for being liberal. But in the I will put blame somewhere else stakes, Abbott was far outplayed this week by the undisputed winner of the 2021 I am but do not have a giant dick prize. Ted Cruz, who remembered just as his cold blood started to freeze that he is in fact Latino and he should revisit his heritage in Mexico, on the beach, in Cancun, during a pandemic. Oh, the hypocrisy. When confronted with his own dickery, he decided to blame nobody but himself. Ah, just kidding. He blamed his children because that's what they're there for, which is the real reason Republicans are anti-abortion. You need a couple of kids to blame your own poor decisions on. Texas hasn't had this much snow since before I was born, you know, since 1995. I talked to my mom this week and she said, we don't have the clothes or shovels like y'all do up there in the Midwest. Fair point, mom. Fair point. Well, in the wake of the impeachment trial, we are honored to have Speaker Nancy Pelosi to discuss the events of that week. Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Thank you for having me. Let's begin with the Senate's impeachment acquittal. Well, Dina, we all know that it was a farce. The Republicans didn't take their job. Uh, Let's be clear. McConnell is guilty of obstruction. He said that we didn't deliver the, the the articles of impeachment. He closed the Senate. He closed it like millions of businesses across this country. That's why COVID relief is so important. So the impeachment trial is why COVID relief is important? Now, d- don't put words into my mouth. <laughs> no, I was I was just trying to figure out the correlation. Dean, 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 listen. The Republicans are guilty of enabling Trump. Hey, it's like giving Chardonnay to Lindsay Lohan. Uh, and don't even get me started about Lindsey Graham. He's a putrid little gerbil, and we, we all know what gerbils are good for. Huh? Butt plugs. <laughs> I, I've heard that. It's true. I took an oath. Uh, and oh, that damn space laser bitch. How? 
How did she get elected? It's like uh, it's nobody cares about this country except for for for, for us. <laughs> we care about the American people. My grandchildren care about the American people. That's why we have to have accountability. They, my grandchildren made a chart. Yeah, I totally agree. There can never be any unity without accountability. Yes, yes. And the former troll-in-chief is, is well, the, McConnell said he's guilty as fuck but didn't have the balls to stand up and, and vote for, for anything. I'd be more effective working at Wendy's making McFlurries. I agree with you 100%. Graham and uh, Ted Cruz, let me... Tell you a little something about Ted Cruz. He's a he's a, a COVID denier, um, a terrible, terrible flip flopper, and he looks terrible as a woman out there taking body shots in Cancun. <laughs> Might want to rethink that tankini. <laughs> I have so many questions. Well, we have to get relief to the American people. One second, I I just gotta throw another shot of sambuca in this coffee, right quick. Women have lost more jobs than anyone, and it's because of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. You know they're having another baby. I mean, really? Really? We're in a pandemic, people. We don't need another uh, banger and mash munching muncher uh, rug rat around around here, you know? It's it's and Holly. Oh, Holly, the alt-right poster boy. I mean, what do these people think? That anyone can just get elected? You gotta have straight A's. I, I mean it takes it takes a lot of, of, of well, you know, money. I honestly, Dina Dina, it's like something out of an alien movie or something. Watch that movie, Dina. The board on the 4th of July. Well, thank you so much, Speaker Pelosi. I've got to go. I have a hair appointment uh, now. I'm getting beachy waves, so. I can't wait to see your beachy waves. Now let's check in with our resident sextrologist, Renee Hyden. Pluto and Mars are pulling friends closer, and the moon into the first house will send you out for more batteries. I'm your resident sextrologist, Renee Hyden, and this is Sex with the Stars. On February 23rd, Pluto moves into the 8th house of sexual pleasures and trines with Mars in the 11th house. If you don't have a sex pod or a booty buddy, you might think about flipping a friend into a much better friend. The assertiveness of this movement will push you to the point of screaming, yes, and will give you the voice to say, oh, hell no. Put those partners in their place, even if secretly, it's right where you want them. Oh, God. The moon shimmies into the first house of self and cancer, so make sure you get some alone time. Take care of your cooch, your caboose, or whatever goddess gave you. Any way you need to, just heal those tender inner parts of your crabby crab taco. As the week progresses, the moon moves into Leo, making you roar with the pleasure and releasing all that pent-up tension. Hit up that superstore for a family pack of double A's because you're going to need them. On the 27th, the full snow moon shines its glory and will give you and your WAP a little peace and stillness for spiritual clearing after a raucous week of pleasures. I've been Renee Hyden, and the vibe is real for some sex with the stars. Back to you, Dina. Thank you so much, Renee. 
You can follow Renee at Sextrologist on Instagram. This week, we have two amazing women joining us. They're also going to be a part of our virtual tour date on March 17th. And you can find out more about that by going over to ilovefunnywomen.com and clicking on virtual tour. Now, please welcome to the show the founder of Las Locas Comedy, Janice V. Rodriguez, and from Ratas de Dos Patas and Lastinas, Jesse Reyesola. Hi, ladies. Hey, Hola, mujeres. Hola. I'm so white, but I'm pretending. <laughs> and I was like, no, hablo espanol. I'm just going to keep shimming my shoulders. Just uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to be talking to you guys because, first of all, you're going to be on the 17th of March on the I Love Funny Women pay per view uh, virtual tour show. So I'm so pumped about it. Oh my God, it. I love it. Yes, we can't wait. <laughs> Um, what if I keep doing that, Tina? I, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Very Vincent Price of you. <laughs> like, so bizarre. I know. I, I'm so excited because, first of all, in the studio before, we were having so much fun talking about Fergie. <laughs> Fergie and prostate. We've gone all over the map. Fergie and prostates. Listen. So we were talking about, you mentioned black eyed peas, Jesse. Yeah, I said, I'm like, I am, I am the Fergie. Because Janice said, like, oh, she's got all the groups. I'm like, I am the Fergie of groups, you know, because Fergie was on all these different groups. You know, she started out with a bunch of girl groups. She went to Black Eyed Peas. And then she was just like, fuck this. I'm going to be a solo artist. And then she just slowly crashed into handling. Um, So I feel that's going to be my trajectory for sure. Like if anybody should not sing a jazzy rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, it's Fergie. I'm just going to put it out there. Train wreck. Please welcome to the show, Fergie Reyesola. And then I remember seeing Paps, the the uh, paparazzi, had all this <laughs> stuff. Like Paps smear. I was like, who? He's not her Paps. Me too. <laughs> Sorry. The pap. The, the, pa- the paps. Yeah, yeah. The, okay. It, I, I'm very British. On, right. <laughs> on the paps over there. Um, so there was this picture of her on stage with her cooch wet. And everybody's Aww. like, Fergie, Peter Pants on stage. And I'm like, hey, guys, when you get in your late 30s, early 40s, forget about your bladder. It's just going to seep out. And when you get really excited and you're performing and you're really hyped up, if you squirt, it's just part of the process. Listen. Listen, if you squirt, take it as a compliment. Like, yes. she is living in that moment. Right. The like, audience I'm so excited like... right now that I'm going to, right. It was for everybody. Yeah, the front row. Drink it up, bitches. <laughs> Drink it up. My goal is to be on stage performing, making that's people right. laugh, and then just squirt. Just like, squirt that's just... That's what we'll know. Deanna gave her all. Yes. <laughs> she left it on the stage. All of it. Yes. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> It's so gross yet intriguing. Like, I'd be there it for is. that. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you, uh, both of you are in Chicago, and you really have your hands all over the Chicago scene. Um, especially, really? like, your your fingers are in every hole <laughs> of, the, of the Chicago scene. That's so good. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you do, beginning with, uh, let's start with Janice. And then well, we'll I'm fingering the Chicago scene. You're fingering the Chicago scene. Are you milking Chicago scene? Yeah, a little. 
I'm being flicking the Chicago scene right now. Yeah, yes. Okay, so sad. Mom, don't listen to this one. Um, she's like, I like it when you're not dirty. And I was like, <laughs> and you don't like me because I'm dirty. Yeah. I love her. Um, no, I mean, obviously, you know the, well, a little bit. Your, your um, audience doesn't know the history of Las Locas, but actually, exactly. we're celebrating our four year anniversary this year. And basically, um, started it because I wasn't getting booked. <laughs> well, I was just really <laughs> new. It's it's also kind of just like, oh, I'm new. I, I need to I need to get some stage time. I'll just make my own show. But I also saw that there was kind of like, there was not anything. Um, I didn't see anything Latina oriented. I didn't even see anything like really Latino oriented where I could have like slipped in as the one female because you know you can't have more than two women on a lineup. <laughs> right. God, <laughs> that, forbid. God um, forbid. that. So that's kind of what what happened with that, and um, I've had a really demanding full-time job, owned a business all up until the Rona happened. So now oh. I'm kind of, um, we're expanding. I think we jumped on the virtual stuff pretty early doing like a Facebook live show, just moving online. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, we're just like, I'm going to wait till we get back on stage. I'm like, dude, I work in events. I'm like 2022. So if you yeah. want to take the next two years off, like go ahead, but we got to keep this train rolling, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much it. Everybody's like, it'll be like three months and we'll right. be back on Remember stage. That? Remember <laughs> in the Mar March, everybody's just like, you know, by the summer, we'll be back right. on stage. By Easter. Easter. <laughs> it was like three weeks later. Memorial Day. Every holiday went by. It was like 4th of <laughs> July, Labor Day. By Thanksgiving. I swear <laughs> we're going to have Christmas miracle. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> Like the following year, yeah, no. And Jesse, your uh, your career, because you do stand up too, correct? I do. Yeah, when I started doing comedy, I started doing stand up back then, but that was in my twenties, and so it was very. Um, I was very self conscious about like sh being like open and sharing. Like in the older you get, you're like, you know what? Sasuke, fuck it, you know. <laughs> like life is life. Uh, yeah. But you know, in between all that, you're like twenty nine like, now. No. <laughs> I'm gonna be 35 this year. Yeah, girl. She's like, fuck it. Fuck it. You know, fuck it. Wait till 45 and your skin elasticity just kind of disappears. Then you'll then you'll be thinking a whole different thing. <laughs> you know, I feel like uh genetically I'm okay. Because both of my I didn't realize that uh how like old people got wrinkly until I met real old people because my grandparents are Need not old white people yeah <laughs> i do i mean let's just keep it real for the audience <laughs> it's for white, white white people eat like bananas um and it was just it's just sad uh but no but yeah i mean I, in between it I is sad a lot of uh, mainly like sketch, um, and I too saw a lack of representation of like Latinas mainly, you know, because we see a lot of like Latino, like male representation sometimes. Not not the best that we want to see, you know, with some fucking drug lord or some gangbanger or some shit like that. But we see it, you know, in the shows that are, you know, prime time network. Um, and then on stage, you know, they always have like their token, like this is my cholo. Um, but, you know, I, I never really got to see, like, representation of Latinas, of, like, tias and primas and hermanas and, you know, just that camaraderie of, like, homegirls. Um, and so and marketers. I, and exactly. And so I was able to, you know, put together a couple of groups with, like, you know, amazing, dope women. Uh, one of them being Latinas, where we do improvised telenovelas. And then the other one being... Oh, so yeah. funny, dude. So, honestly, Dina, if you've never seen it, dude... 
I oh my god, I have to go. Is it? I, back when I was growing up in Texas, I used to watch all of the novelas and and everything. And then, uh, what's, what's his your name? favorite novela? Do you remember your favorite novela? Um, there was this really. It was. Uh, what is his name? He's so hot. He was in Cristela. He's like in all of them, right? Oh, oh my. um, the I guy with it. the he's Venezuelan or Cuban, you know, every night. Yeah, whatever. something like that. I know you're. Oh, I know who you're talking about. But oh my God, he was in a honey. What's that thing with that Ben Stiller and like camp yes. couples retreat or something? Okay. Woo, girl. <laughs> and then uh, the astrologer. What was his name? Walter Mercado. Yes, Walter Mercado. I saw him at I because I went to Telemundo <laughs> to record something in LA when I was there, and I walked in and I was like, oh, Walter Mercado. You saw he, him? I would die. He was in like the lobby, and I was Shut like, up. I he was this before her. Yes, and I was like, oh my god, if I run into um. Uh, Christina, I'm gonna die. Christina, what was she doing? That's one. She'd be like, yes. Wait. Say it again. Carlos Ponce. <gasps> Carlos Ponce. Carlos Ponce. Yes. Mi amorcito. He's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. Oh, I'm an asshole. I was like, I, seriously, when Cristela Alonso's show came out, I was like. This is everything. So how are you guys really just busting on the scene in Chicago? Because you are. Like, you're bringing the Latinas in full force, and it's gorgeous. Man, I need to call you in the morning when I'm having, like, a bad hair day, because you're like... <laughs> I'm like, she she me your hair looks amazing, <laughs> and you're funny. <laughs> and everybody likes you. you let, let, me pimp, let me pimp out. Let me fucking plug Las Locas right. real quick. Because wow. I've been a fan of Las Locas ever since I heard of them. Like, I remember I heard that shit and I was like, oh, what is this? And I saw it line up with like, beautiful, like, black and brown women, just like all diverse talent. And when I started going to their shows, it's just like, everybody's fucking funny. There's like this warm environment. These shows are fucking packed. Everybody's having a good time, right? And then when you actually get to be a part of it, like, you embrace of the producers from like Janice and Jess that just create and curate such a beautiful lineup and know exactly their target audience, who to hit. Everybody just has like such a different like form of comedy that they bring into the stage, but it's just fucking incredible. And they just push, push, push. Like they, they know how to like, just get people like access on seats, you know, viewers in front of like phones, computers, shit like that. I mean, I can't praise them enough about the kind of quality shows that they do. And I, I think that, like, uh, for me, it's, it's never, I had never seen it. Like, it's just, it does bring, like, this, like, warmth in my heart and, like, tear to my eyes because, like, this is the shit that we've been fighting for for years, you know? Because Janice is right. Like, you know, when you get to go into whatever, you know, either showcase or somebody's throwing up a stand-up show, like, They'll give you, you know, five minutes, you know, they can only have two, you know, female comics tops, you know, everything's kind of like ma males, especially white males, they steamroll all over you. It's just like, it's shitty, you know, and like it's shitty to watch and it's shitty to be a part of. And then to the actually white guys are be, like, you look so exotic. I know. So where are you from from? from like for real. <laughs> like, where are you from And also, 
We're just gonna add somebody to the lineup so everyone's doing less time. You're like, cool. Yeah, yeah great. Like, hey, my, me again. My, my buddy Tom just like came in from like New Jersey. And he He's done stand up try. once. He's gonna headline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like he wants to try stand up. <laughs> so like everybody's down to four minutes. <laughs> So what you're telling me is I drove from the north side, took 45 minutes to find parking in this neighborhood, finally got to the club, and you're taking some of my time away? Cool. cool, Super fun. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for that. Um, I've I've admired everything you guys are doing with Ratas and Lastinas, and I know there's other groups and Latinx. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen now with like IO being closed and you guys, everybody... The, around this time last year, Lestinas put up a show um, at I.O. called Happy Valentina's Day. Um, and it was, you know, Valentine's Day theme. And it was the really last Valentine's run. Day. The last <laughs> Valentine's Day, for real. Um, and oh. the, the artistic directors that were running I.O. at the time, you know, they were actually hella supportive. They were able to allow us to curate the show, like even have specialty drinks and specialty menu items that we made them make for like heart-shaped sopes and like uh happy Valentina, like margarita it was dope uh but you your know, culinary was team just... was ace yeah like, i, was, yeah, I worked it, for it them was... a couple times and they it, were it, really yeah. great so. they were dope as fuck they're it's funny because like they, well, i would go back there and i'd be like hey you know like who made the sope i'm going to be like you know nada más le quería decir you know muchas gracias you know for making the sope like it was really good because one time we had a reporter from the chicago tribune come in and so we need the, the item specialty so that you know she would be able to try them um, but they're just kind of like, okay, like, oh, I'm praising you. Give me one, okay. <laughs> they're like, don't take my picture, man. I'm trying to go like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, there's a uh, team that we worked with at IO, you know, in those last days, they were pretty dope. Um, but before that it was just kind of rough and hard to get like a good prime time slot. You know, they gave you like Monday night at 10 PM. Who the fuck's going to go see a show at Monday at 10 PM, you know? Three and, people. You know, yeah. Once you know, your, your relative, mom, your, your right. mom, your Theo, and your neighbor. And girl, if this was an open mic, I could fill it with comics at least. But right, you know. And then when you yeah. talk about pay, then they'd be like, you know, well, you have to pay two fifty a night, and then we take fifty percent after you pay the two fifty a night. You take fifty percent of your ticket sales. You know, and that was in a lot of like big name theaters, and it's just kind of like, yo, we're trying to make money too. Like, I know it don't cost you this much. Like, you're fucking charging people like five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars to take classes here. Like, you you pay these bills. Yeah. Um. Such an but, interesting. You know, you dichotomy. definitely were fighting with a lot of like white shows that um you know mainly like all white cast uh that was just kind of like, hey, like if you really want to move towards like diversity and representation of like. BIPOC artists, like, fucking, you know, step up and, like, give us a slot that we need. I mean, 3P, super successful, all-black improv team. All of them, if, yeah, I think all of them are working in dope-ass shows now. Dwayne Perkins and Jira Jackson just got nominated for an Emmy for the uh, Amber Ruffin show. Yeah. And they ran a Monday night slot for years uh, where they had to work up the audience. And they built that audience. They actually mm-hmm. started building a great following and then once they went into you know the higher ups to say like hey listen you know we pack these shows every monday night now we want to try to do you know like fucking weekends you know we we want to bring in that kind of audience too then they got turned around with like you know like but you pack monday so why you want to move you know it's, yeah. it's a, okay. i mean i'm sure yeah, they did all the work right i don't know That's how, all. There's true, sweat how true or not it is but mm-hmm. it's like the rumors that we hear around the mill it's just like okay so you want us to build 
these shows for your shitty nights and then when we actually bring in profits to your theaters and we want you know be rewarded and you know in a sense of like give us a better slot now you kind of just stick us into but this but Monday's diversity night, you know, like, but Tuesday, yeah. Taco Tuesday, so. Did you know? It's national, Monday night. You know, it's it's Monday night. Time. That's where we let you guys have a night. That's it, yeah. Football it's and fun. diversity <laughs> night. <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry, Tuesday, Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. I will say that, like, I want to go back a little bit to Janice and Las Locas, because I think I did one of your first shows. You did? At the, at the. Uh, at the salon, yeah. At the salon. It I was, love it full and it was one of the funnest shows I've ever done and you were like she's an honorary loca <laughs> and I'm like yeah I love it no so, uh, so yeah. what you both are doing is really impacting the scene and really impacting the community I mean so, we're trying but it's like uh, yeah let, I'll try, let me stay positive because you guys are so sweet I, I'm trying but I, I do see like weird things like the other day it just seems like like as far as press and stuff it's like hard, like they're still not getting, like it's really hard to get like an article written. It's really hard. And I'm like pushing for these people and like, don't make it about me. Just come to a show, make it about them. I don't care. Like it's, but it just seems that I'll like open up the Chicago Tribune and there's an article about the same old people and talking about how they're doing during the pandemic. And sorry, if somebody's here. I don't mean, I don't mean to any, the people that are, no, are great or my friends, but I'm just like, dude, like who, it's like the same people. Like I think to me, the better story is like, what like independent there's so many great independent shows and it still seems like we're like everyone's so focused on the club or at least the media is again maybe mm-hmm. they just have a better press team you know it's hard when you're doing everything your own just, you know yeah oh yeah you know you know, I know. <laughs> i'm like calling people yeah. and people like i got a job and like this is like my passion project it's not quite making money or anything yet so you know something's you, you, got you essentially like, have two full times you know when you are producing exactly. your own stuff you know because mm-hmm. you still got to pay your bills so you're working your whatever nine to five or whatever Mm-hmm. And then you are working, yeah. you know, another, you know, 40 hours a week if you're trying to get press releases, reaching out to media, you know, putting together lineups, you know, talking to clubs and, yeah. you know, venues, you know, following up with artists. Like, that shit is a lot of work, you know. And I'm happy when, you know, when we get to put shows together that, you know, are packed and people are coming and, and having a good time and, you know, nothing warms your heart than like talking to the audience afterwards. You know, I, I love when people come up just like, oh my God, that reminded me of my Thea, or like, oh my, God, I love seeing this, or just like, you know, Ratas de los Patas, that's a lot of characters and sketches that are, you know, very cultural based. You know, we did um, a sketch show based on Selena, Selena Quintanilla. <sighs> The invocation of Selena and coming up to us and being like, hey, you know, I I love Selena. Like, I love hearing those those songs. Selena was our Beyonce. Um, And so Mm -hmm. the audience is there, you know, like there are people out there that want to come see your shows that are not just Latinx Mm -hmm. people. You know, you have bike park, you know, like audiences that want to come out and see something different. You know, even yeah. the white audiences are just like, hey, you know, I don't want to see two dudes talk about dick, but, you know, again, like, like I want to come see, laugh at something different. If um, I want to see guys talking about their dicks, I'll just go on like Twitch. <laughs> the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> I'll, go, I'll watch the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> That's a, I saw that from Jess Martinez. <laughs> the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm just like, I just, it makes me, it makes me die. Yeah, that's one of the things that's so tough for for Lady Laughs in the in Madison mm-hmm. uh, to get local 
BIPOC people. Like, like this is the widest area I think I've ever known in my life. <laughs> but it's the wokest area of Wisconsin. Well, we're we're woke. Okay. We're the we're the white liberals. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, pink. It couldn't be in other colors or anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. So That's it's uh it's an interesting space, but we try to like I have to be conscious and seek out people and bring them into town and when we're doing live shows because I, I it's important and yeah, I'm a white trans lady, but I can't be the only diversity because I'm white, yo. And I get it. My lessons, Martinez, and everybody's like, I don't know. You're so Latina. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm Texan. <laughs> I, I think we, we're, you're in the car. I'll get you a card. I think you should get a Latina card. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just like that whole thing where... I grew up in Texas and then I lived the rest of like another big portion of my life in California. So like, I just like, I grew up with Latinos and like, I I say I was socialized Latina in a lot of ways, but I'm still white as fuck. I mean, look at this. Like, like the, when you're talking about old ladies, my neck is melting into my chest. Like, it's like, I keep looking, I'm like. She's like, míralo. Mira mi neck. (laughs) It's muy mal. <laughs> Malo? <laughs> Malo. Thank you. I'm going to correct her Spanish. Hey. It Listen, boys like right. an, a turkey neck. Gobble, <laughs> gobble. <laughs> That's my new t-shirt. You know, like you know how they say like, right, exactly. you know they say like there's more cushion for the cushion when you're a little bit yeah. like chunky. What? What? We got to make something for this. There's more goblin for the boblin. I don't know. Oh, oh yes. Goblin. <laughs> Hilarious. You guys have been Susia. So Susia and so much fun. Then she says better. I'm oh, is it po- pochinche? No, what's the word when you're like really dirty? Like a guy's like, uh like what's oh, that? Word? I don't know. Are you talking about some Puerto Rican word? Probably it's <laughs> a made up Because no, you said what you said bochinche, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. It's like a show called Los Bochincheros. Mexicans don't say bochinche? No. Gombe? No? No. <laughs> no. She speaks for all the Mexicans. <laughs> it's like a commotion. You're right. It's very Caribbean. Puerto, Puerto Ricans make up a lot of words. Let me just... Yeah, but yeah, we do. Bochinche is like chismosa, like gossip. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It says Puerto Ricans refer to gossip as bochinche. P.S. It's on the internet so it's true. How to learn Puerto Rican exactly. in 10 days or less. Um, <laughs> Don't ask me. It is funny, though. I have a funny story. Denise B. Rodriguez. Yeah, and it's like, I went down there, and I'm, like, trying to learn Spanish, and it probably wasn't the best place, because one day here you, like, stutter, and they're like, oh, where are you from? Because, you know, everyone speaks English. I, I met a guy, he's like, hey, I'm from Cicero. I'm like, okay. So he just wanted to talk English to me, and I'm like, I'm trying to learn. I was like, tienes servilletas? And I'm, they're like, just like, like I'm crazy. I'm like, servilletas? And I'm like, Pinche napkins? Pinche napkins? I know. And the guy goes, and I, they finally point to him because they were like behind this, like in this like little, you know, kiosco. He's like, oh, a napkin? I literally was like, fuck you. Like, I can't take it here anymore. I have to go back. In Spanish, like in Mexico, like straw is um, popote. Oh. Um, but in Peru, they call it pitillo. And in Venezuela, they call it sorbete. And so... Uh, and in Puerto Rico, they say estro. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think so. Do you have a, a sorbete like or el straw? I'm telling you. Because I'm like, remember. You showed up with your fucking, you know. I had like a dictionary. Duolingo fucking Spanish what? and shit. That was before that. I had a dictionary. Because I was there in the early 2000s. She wrote down like little, little cards. Espanol sin barreras. She life. comes with her Dos Mundos textbook. From- <laughs> I think I'm joking. It's so true. And then I have little cards for the restaurant. Okay. Exactly. I'm like, hola. Una mesa para dos personas. He's like, oh, quiere un table para dos persons? Right. Quiere napkins? Para two persons? Like, fuck you. No, I mean, I just love languages. Like, I'm, I'm mad. Me too. I love, obviously, like, writing and performing and it it is irritating to me that I don't know Spanish well enough to really communicate like in a funny way. Because to me, that's my, my mom. Until like, you make you it. understand a joke in another language that you learn it. She's like, just speaking an accent until you're famous. Is that it? What, pull a Hilaria Baldwin? She's like, I'm Spanish. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, no, you're not at yeah. all. And it's or like Madonna when she moved to like England. Remember, she's like had a British accent on I mean, well, no. Also, no. when she moved to Spain, she also was just trying to speak so little Spanish. She was just doing flamenco, like when she walked I, in the car. In her defense, with the That's accent, like, I know that when I go to Australia, I try to speak an Australian accent because, like, sometimes they love Americans and sometimes they don't. And then when I go to Europe, they really don't like Americans. Generally. Oh no! So I will always speak with an Australian what? accent. The whole world doesn't love us. What? I go to the UK. Girl, no. You're like, a fucking like hate us. Right? When I went to Europe with my husband, I was just like, we are not Americans. You tell everybody you're Mexican, just like me. That's or I'm Canadian. If, I, if I'm too tired, ah. I would to be Australian. I don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> I remember getting mad about that because I backpacked back in the day um, in the... I'm gonna say in the night. Yeah, it was the '90s. It was the late '90s, and uh, is it year in Europe? Yeah, yeah. I did it two years in a row in summers because I like was like not coming home. And uh, I remember the people with the backpacks. If you're a Canadian, they would put the Canadian flag. And I like totally got into it with somebody. I'm like, I wasn't always nice. I was like, whatever. All you guys got is Michael J. Fox and Celine Dion. You could have them back. Michael J. Fox is. They Canadian? also have. Yes. They also have socialized medicine. Thank you. I wasn't there yet. It was 18. I've never had a Trump. Yeah. This is this is. I'm sorry. And they have a Justin Listen, Trudeau. They don't they have, have proud like, boys, okay? Yeah, I get it. I, this is this was 20 years ago. Yeah. But I was mad because but I was they also like, have They yeah. also have blackface Justin Trudeau, so. This is true, That's see? Fair. This is true. But we also have blackface a lot of people, so yeah. we don't talk about <laughs> Just it. Just like our uncles. Um, we sweep our blackface friends under the cover, <laughs> under the rug. And the cover. But no, I'm just saying, I guess I was like proud like to be, I was like, why don't you like us? And now I'm like 20 years later, oh yeah. I went to, Fr- we were in France and I was just like, we went to a cafe and I was like, I would like a French onion soup. Um, and you know, only fucking Americans order French onion soup. <laughs> Can I get some French fries? Could I? Get some- <laughs> so you, could, you could see the fucking disappointment in the waitress. She was like, ugh. <laughs> right? And they were totally talking shit about your bed. Oh my God. So Jesse Reyes, hola, with Ratas de los Patas and Las Tinas. Janice V. Rodriguez with Las Locas, and you can find them all everywhere. And we'll have some links in the show notes. And March 17th, these ladies are going to be killing it on the I Love Funny Women pay-per-view virtual tour show. So we're so excited to have you guys. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Thank you. Thank you for having us. As I spit everywhere. (laughs) 
Let's all just squirt together right now because we're so happy. We're all squirting. We're so excited. It started with a squirt. It ended with a squirt. Oh my goddess, you guys are so amazing. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This week's episode was written by me, Dina Nina Martinez, and Lalita D. You can find her on Instagram at Lalita D Comedy. The Nancy Pelosi sketch was written by me and Jennifer Shemke, who also played Nancy Pelosi. And you can follow her on Instagram at The Shempire. Also follow our announcer, Krista Garner, whom I love so much, on Instagram at Krista Garner. And you can follow me at Dina Nina Martinez. This is an Artemis Glow Studios podcast in association with AMG. See you guys next week.